is the Emergency Medical Minute. So, um, alcohol poisoning is typically caused by high-intensity binge drinking, which is going to exceed the body's natural ability to process alcohol, and this can potentially lead to fatal blood alcohol concentrations. So the clinical presentation is pretty progressive. On the mild end, it could look like just mild impairment and disinhibition. A little more severe, you could see slurred speech, poor muscle coordination, vomiting, labored and uneven breathing, and stupor. And then on the severe end, you could see respiratory depression, coma, and even death. So the individual response to alcohol is pretty variable. Uh, patients with a higher body weight and fat content, as well as males, are going to be more tolerant to alcohol. So looking at the number of drinks that they've had isn't really a great indicator of risk for alcohol poisoning. Um, however, with binge drinkers, uh, blood alcohol contents of 0.25 to 0.4 are going to be associated with loss of consciousness and alcohol poisoning. And then anything over 0.4 is going to be associated with potential for respiratory depression and uh, subse subsequent coma and death. Um, something to be aware of, though, is in chronic drinkers, they could be looking totally normal and not reacting um, as if they're impaired at these higher blood alcohol concentrations. So a little demographics, um, there's an average of 2,200 deaths per year due to alcohol poisoning, and that breaks down to about six per day. Uh, white, Caucasian, males, middle age, like 35 to 64 year old age group is going to be the leading demographic share. Um, however, the highest death rate is going to be among Native Americans and um, Alaskan Natives. So our death rate here in Colorado, we're in the top quartile for alcohol poisoning deaths. We're about 63.6% higher than the national average. We have about 14.4 deaths per million versus 8.8 .8 in the rest of the country. Um, so for some treatment with alcohol poisoning, um, something important is going to be hypoglycemia. So first thing we'd want to do is get a point of care uh, blood glucose. And if the patient's hypoglycemic, treat them with a dextrose infusion. And then if um, they're more of a chronic drinker, they could have uh, depleted thiamine levels. So they'd need that replaced IV. Um, another big issue is going to be metabolic abnormalities and dehydration, so IV rehydration and replacement of potassium, magnesium, calcium are going to be important. Also, um, agitation and violent behavior is possible with acutely intoxicated patients. So um, some common meds to treat that are going to be like Zyprexa and Haldol. You can also use uh, benzos like Ativan. Problem with all of these, though, is in patients who are already at elevated risk for respiratory depression. Um, they require kind of closer monitoring for um, worsening respiratory depression. So a good um, alternate option that's not used as much is I've, or is, uh, ketamine. And this doesn't have as much risk of respiratory depression, but it's dosed a little bit higher in IM doses than IV. Uh, for IV sedation, it's going to need about 1 to 2 mg per kg versus 3 to 5 if it's given IM. Uh, another important thing is to monitor, again, respiratory status just because they have higher respiratory depression risk. Um, and in some patients, if they're not maintaining their airway or respirating properly, they need to be innovated. Um, and then an issue, again, with that, with drinking um, and sedating them with, um, like, such GABA-centric agents like propofol and Versed is going to be that they may not be sensitive to those treatments. Um, last, 
activated uh, charcoal and gastric lavage are not really helpful with alcohol poisoning because ethyl alcohol absorbs so rapidly from the GI tract. And then a lot of patients end up going on to need ICU care. So that's what I've got. What questions do you guys have? Emergency Medical Minute is and always will be about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.